This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast, people. I am your bartender for the evening. My name is Anthony. You can call me Dude. That works for me. Oh, we are still in quarantine, people. This sucks. Uh, nobody's uh, really working right now. Probably everybody's really cinching that belt to make that dollar stretch. Uh, kind of sucks out there, doesn't it? Uh, can't go anywhere. All the stores are limited to 50 people only, so you have to stand outside in line waiting just to get in. You know, I never thought there would be a line to get into Target other than, uh, say, like Black Friday. But nonetheless, uh, they got uh, lines going into the stores because they wanted to limit the amount of people that are uh, you come in contact with, the people that come in contact with you. It's crazy out there. And, you know, people hoarding every damn thing. So, if you're uh, a little stressed out about what's going on, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, people. Uh, today, just uh, we got to start off with a drink special. Uh, something for you to look forward to making, or even if you got the ingredients at your home, go ahead and try it there, too. Uh, this drink comes from a former guest of mine, good friend, uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot. He posted a drink that I just had to put on here because <laughs> I like the name of it. The name of the drink is Lick Her Right. It is one ounce orange vodka, one ounce peach schnapps, six ounces pineapple juice, topped with UV blue vodka and uh, garnished with strawberries. You know, that sounds like a very tropical drink, and the name just makes me laugh. I love it. Because, uh, you know, bartenders, servers alike, there's a lot of dirty names for a lot of drinks out there. And so, once in a while, do you feel a little awkward when somebody says, I need a blowjob? Uh, or when you have to walk up to the bartender and you say, I need a blowjob? Uh, but uh, when, uh, now think of this, when you put this on your drink special, Courtesy of Sir Mix-a-Lot, you put your drink special, like, lick her right. And the customer uh, looks at you and says, I want to lick her right. And then imagine the crazy things you can do. If you're into the guy, you, you, uh, maybe you could say, um, you say, well, come back here. Or, uh, if you're a dude, you say, well, uh, as soon as I find out, I'll let you know how to do it. Uh, you know, there's thousands of ways you can take that isn't bartender being uh, isn't part of the fun of being a bartender just you know, hearing these people say this stuff I mean come on uh, if you don't think so lighten up a little bit jeez uh, some of those people that work in those uh, really uh, fancy bar joints they don't put up with that sort of thing you know, we, don't, we don't talk like that here Hell, there's even bartenders out there that don't like you to swear in their bar. That is their huge rule. No swearing in the bar. I never had a problem with swearing in the bar. Just keep it at, at a decent tone. I mean, uh, every once in a while, I did walk out to the pool table when somebody missed their shot, 
and scream fuck at the top of their lungs. I'd walk out there, walk over there and go, everything okay, guys? All right, keep it down. And, you know, that they normally would. And so, anyway, but uh, remember to thank Sir Mixlot. And you know what? Follow him on Instagram. He has a lot of great drink recipes. It's S-U-R underscore M-I-X underscore A-L-O-T. And, you know, check him out on Instagram. He's a cool guy. Uh, but back to what I was saying, uh, you know, just you're sitting at home and you're probably doing your own flashback episode in your head. What happened? Uh, I remember this one time you're saying you're telling all your bar stories cause you miss being at work. Come on. It happens from time to time. Uh, you ever take a week off from work and then by say Thursday, you're like, God, I want to go back to work. Uh, well, some of you uh, who uh, used to be bartenders and have taken on what is now uh, referred to as an essential job, uh, you probably are sitting there going, God, I wish I could get a piece of the uh, the time off. Nah, enjoy what you got. Enjoy that uh, you're able to provide for your family, provide for yourself, because there's a lot of bartenders and servers out there that are hurting right now. And if you there's any way you can help them out, by all means, do it. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is all over that shit right now. He's uh, starting charities for people with non-essential jobs that are pretty much going broke right now because there's no money out there. And a lot of people are applying for unemployment. Ah, you know, I, uh, I've i told you a thousand times before, I don't get political but uh, wasn't it just a couple of years ago that uh, President Trump was saying that the unemployment rate was at an all-time low because of him? Uh, I think you might want to recheck that number. But that's I don't want to get political. Uh, but things, people are doing what they can to survive right now. I, I, now, I think I've mentioned to you guys, I live in West Texas. Now, uh, all, to all my Texas listeners, you already know this, but to other people around the United States, I don't know what happens in other states because I haven't been to them. Uh, but the only other state I can think uh, that I can relate to is Oregon. And uh, Texas right now, uh, they're doing the uh, uh, food delivery service. They're, you know, you order your food, they bring it out to your car, that sort of thing. But ju- until just recently, I forgot about our drive-through liquor stores. Now, the drive-through liquor stores right now they're still open uh, because they've been considered essential. And truth being told, if Texas were to sh- uh, go completely dry, shut down all alcohol, I think this state would fall off the map, or possibly uh, everybody would go absolutely insane because. Texans like their alcohol. Not not just Texans. I'm sure there's other states out there that really love their alcohol. I mean, help Missouri. They got Anheuser-Busch there. I've seen the factory, and it's huge. And if all of a sudden Anheuser-Busch shut down and there was no more Budweiser, there was no more Michelob, whatever else that uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch handles, uh, I you know they would probably go get a little weird too. But here in Texas, we have drive-through liquor stores, and not only can you just drive up and say, "Give me a bottle of Jack," or "Give me a twelve-pack of uh, whatever beer," uh, you can also go to certain areas and buy uh, daiquiris, yeah, or 
margaritas. You know, so give me a margarita. I got to get going. And, uh, you know, I, uh, there's this one store out here that sells, uh, uh, mainly beer and the daiquiris and cigarettes and, you know, pot smoking paraphernalia and, uh, you know, fun, uh, some adult toys, but, um, I, uh, they've shut down their, uh, the walk-in area of the store. I used to never use the walk-in area of the store because the drive-through was always backed up. And truthfully, I never understood why one, well, mostly because I never used the drive-through. I just parked my car, go in, get what I needed, come back out. And now I have to use the drive-through because, uh, uh, they don't want people walking in their store once again, trying to, uh, contain the coronavirus outside and, you know, so nobody, the employees don't catch it. The other customers can keep their six foot difference, uh, distance. I mean, but all I wanted was some cigarettes and I go to this one certain place because that's the cheapest place to buy cigarettes, um, that I know of in my area of town. So I jump on my Harley I ride over there, uh, just enjoying the ride, being out, being out in the fresh air, even though it's not that fresh out here in Texas. I mean, I, I mean, I swear, if you start smelling burning oil or uh, hyd- uh, that that stinky gas, that the natural gas or skunks, you're probably in West Texas. Uh, but I go over to this place just to buy some cigarettes, and I had to sit and wait in line for a good 20 minutes because the three cars in front of me ordered like four daiquiris a piece or something like that. They, you know, cause they can't have you, they don't have the space to have you pull up and wait and they'll bring it out to you. Uh, they like McDonald's or Burger King and you know, some most fast food joints. And so they have to, the car has to sit there and wait for them to mix the drink, blend the drink. And, uh, in most cases, uh, some of them, they've got those icy machines where that are constantly spinning and they can just pour the alcohol in that pour, pour in the mixer, hand it to you. You're gone. But these people were ordering a whole bunch of, um, mixed drinks. And at my first, just because my, uh, my mind still isn't used to this whole, uh, pandemic. I said, don't you have a blender at home? Why are you making them use their blenders? Uh, or go to a bar, damn it, you know, or you know, can't do any of that stuff. And uh, but eventually, I was able to pull up, get what I needed, and then uh, be able to ride home. But sitting on top of my motorcycle, trying to remember not to put my left leg on the exhaust pipe, that was kind of annoying. And you know, ordering that many drinks and sitting in drive-through, say, let's see, I'll have. A strawberry daiquiri. They sold Jello shots. Uh, I have a couple Jello shots. Do you, do you get the blue ones? Yeah, I'll take the blue ones and uh, two of the red ones, and uh, uh, maybe a pack of smokes. Oh, oh and a twelve pack of Michelob Ultra. Uh, you get all that through a drive-through and force this line that is building like ten cars back behind me, and uh, I'm like. I eventually came to the understanding, well, these people really have nowhere else to go. And, uh, cause you can't walk in sitting at a bar anymore. I'm, uh, it's like Barb was saying. And well, when I was interviewing her, she, 
mentioned that some of the customers will say, hey, you mind if I have a drink while I'm waiting for my food? No, you can't come in. Uh, or do you mind if I play some video poker while, uh, while I wait? Well, unfortunately, well, Texas doesn't have video poker, but in Oregon, uh, as soon as the quarantine happened, Oregon lottery shut down the, all, every single poker machine. And, you know, it, uh, from what Barb told me, that's, it's kind of creepy. You know, she actually starts to miss, uh, listening to walk like an Egyptian from the game Pharaoh's fortune after a little while. It's, cre- it's crazy. But what's even crazier is that all you bartenders and servers get to spend time with your family now. Now, well, it's been three weeks, and uh, some people are probably wondering how come, their, uh, uh, how come their mother won't come by and pick up their grandkids because they're driving them crazy. But, uh, you know, you all get to spend time with your family now. And you get some quality time in there, sometimes not so much quality, because you're all stuck together. The schools are closed, so your kids are always home. You have to remind them, do your computer work or do your paperwork, uh, otherwise you won't go to the next grade, I guess. I don't know what's going on around there. But, uh, you know, a lot of bartenders and servers are stuck at home right now, and it's... Uh, it, you got to think of it in a more positive aspect. You're home. Uh, usually, most bartenders and servers, not all of them, have to work at night. And that's when your kids are home. So they miss out on a lot of stuff. You know, they, sure, they got to, can't really, uh, they have to fight with their kids to do their homework, take a bath. But those are precious moments that, you are getting back for the time being. So maybe this, uh, let's try to look on the bright side of the uh, coronavirus. Uh, Now, of course, the dark side of uh, the force here would be as if you caught the coronavirus. Okay, yeah. But let's talk about some good things. Let's bring up some happy happy things that uh, come to advantage of being quarantined. First things first, family. You get to spend a lot more time with your family now because uh, bartenders and servers, let's let's admit it, there have been many, many, many times where we had to skip out on like family get-togethers. Uh, I remember uh, uh, Sh- Shannon Moore, uh, I interviewed her last year. Go check out that interview. Uh when I first started working with her, I started uh, working in something like August at that bar. And then she started, uh, no, it was, it was way before August, like April. Uh, and sh- then she started working uh, in like June. I, uh, before she started working for the bar, I had been working uh, seven days a week because the bar that I worked at had just, fired their other two bartenders, their main bartenders, uh, because they found out their it found out in a really stupid way that their main bartenders were selling weed behind the bar. And I think I've told that story before, but um so they had to get rid of those other bartenders and so I had to work uh all the bar all the night bartending shifts until they hired somebody new. And that's where Shannon came in and rescued me. They split the shifts up uh, between both of us and uh, I 
think they had other ideas in mind when it came to me bartending. Uh, like they wanted me to put me on the night shift because I think uh, the owner, she uh, she that sat back and thought that uh, I'm never going to bring in any customers or I'm, you know, because I'm from out of town or I'm not a pretty girl. That happens a lot. Uh, I've I've uh, applied at various bars and they said, truthfully, we don't. They tried to be as delicate as possible. We don't hire male bartenders to work the bar maybe being a bar back if you're cool with that and uh, but okay okay honestly i was trying to get a job at a strip club but um but i don't uh i had a feeling that they were just they were going to try to put me somewhere else but uh it ended up that shannon and i uh uh there the nights that she was some of the nights that she was working had a huge uh like pool night on Wednesday nights, pool league. Uh, she had a huge amount of people and couldn't keep up with the dishes. So she, they called me up and said, she needs help. And I said, I'll be right there. Much to the anger of my girlfriend at the time. Uh, I know that pissed her off, but I did it anyway. And so I went into work and immediately started pouring drinks. Cause there not only was there pool league at the time, but they sent, their dishwasher home at nine o'clock and karaoke was going on. And that was really, uh, going huge at that point in time. So yeah. So the bar was full. She was by herself. So, uh, they called me in, I went to help. And so we split the bar shifts up between each other. Uh, both of us work at night and cause it looked like I was only get going to get like, uh, two half days and two full days where Shannon was getting four full days and, but it ended up me working like three, three half days and two full days, which works, worked out perfectly for me. But, uh, she and I hadn't known each other for very long. Sorry to go off on that tangent for a little bit. Uh, but when it came to family get together, she and I hadn't worked together for very long. And July 4th was the first holiday that came up when she started working and I didn't know her all that well. And I had been working like crazy for the last few, uh, the last couple months. And she called me up and asked me, Hey, can you work for me on July 4th? I've got a family get together. And I said, you know what? I got a family get together too. I, uh, uh, and I've already got plans set. And she goes, well, my family usually likes to get together two and uh well that that's okay um thanks anyway and i i felt a little bit of guilt still probably still do to this day if i sit back and really think about it but um she had to miss out on spending time with her family uh on fourth uh, of july but then it came down to, uh came down to both of us working and i was working more shifts and i could uh, spend, uh, spend time with my family, uh, on my days off. Yeah, sure. But, uh, other days I don't have a vacation time. Uh, I felt a solidarity and kinship to Shannon where I didn't want to leave her alone. So it was tough for me to ask for days off. So for some stupid reason, 
uh, the owner of that particular bar, Shannon and I worked at, they like to have their Christmas parties on Christmas Eve. And that never made sense to me. Uh, I was just like, why on Christmas Eve? We're, you know, everybody's trying to get to their families at this point. And, uh, but we, they held their Christmas party on Christmas Eve and it was, it was all right. Um, we all hung out and, uh, shot pool, played video poker and all that stuff. Uh, but, uh, and the bar was closed on Christmas. That's okay. But the bar across the way, across town, that owner insisted on being open on Christmas. There had to be a bartender and server there and a cook, uh, to be open for Christmas day. And I sat back and thought, well, why be open on Christmas day? Who's going to go into a bar on Christmas day? Well, uh, Shannon told me she used to do the Christmas day shift because that was her, uh, that was one of her big money nights because there were quite a few lonely people, um, and just some people that were sick of their families, uh, because you know, it can be, be a little tense being around the family in the holidays people that were uh, people like that that would come into her bar on Christmas day and she'd make bank people give her Christmas uh, Christmas tips or uh, and there were plus there was nowhere else to go because all the other restaurants were closed and so there are some advantages but the disadvantage was she had to leave her family early from her big family event and let me tell you I got invited to her family events on Christmas day a couple times huge huge thing. Uh, um, I, I came in late at night because that's when dessert was available. Uh, her coffee, uh, her family's coffee cake. It's the shit, but beyond, uh, other than, other than that, um, you know, her family getting together. I mean, everybody, everybody in the family, three generations of that family all got together in that one small house. And I thought that was awesome. And, uh, and my family did that too, sure. Um, but things would start to die down and, you know, people would go home and I knew I was going to be awake for another eight hours because I'm a night walker. I, uh, usually woke up around two, uh, 2 PM and went to bed around 6 AM. That was just the way things worked. So to head over to, Shan- uh, head over to Shannon's, uh, family's place, uh, on an invite, it was one an honor. And two, it was something, uh, uh, something to do with my friends. Uh, but the other holidays, uh, you didn't really miss out on, uh, like Thanksgiving cause everything closed for that. I think even, uh, that bar across town, uh, closed down for Thanksgiving. Uh, but you do miss out on other family gatherings, family get togethers, Sometimes because you couldn't get somebody to cover your shift. Sometimes because you couldn't afford to lose a shift. Uh, like your kids' birthdays or your niece's birthdays, your husband's birthdays, your wife's birthday, you know, um, or graduations. There's there's a lot of stuff that a bartender or server can actually miss out on, and they're not just whimsical events. They're major milestones. Now, uh, whimsical events, I'm talking about like family vacation. If like uh, my family, uh, every, uh, they tried every year for quite a while, mostly while my grandfather and grandmother were still alive to take a family trip 
all the aunts, uncles, brothers, cousins, uh, sister, uh, uh, grandma and grandpa would go camping and spend uh, like a week out next to a lake. All the all the guys would go fishing. All the women would be back at the trailer doing whatever it is they did. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know why it ended up that way. Uh, my sister would come fishing with us every once in a while, but most of the time she would she'd be like, "Nah." And uh, but if you know if you're hard up for cash or just can't get anybody to take your shift, you have to miss out on things like that. Big family get-togethers, and uh, you know that can be a bummer sometimes. Uh, I, I used to hear stories from uh, bartenders or servers that had a newborn baby and they said it was like uh, you needed a crowbar to pry them away from their child uh, before they can go to the, go on to their shift. I know a little bit about that. I dated a, uh, dated a woman that had a child and the child and I connected and yes, Sometimes she made it insanely difficult for me to go to work. The uh, her daughter, not uh, not her, uh, because she'd do something cute, or uh, I refused to uh, let her go, or she blocked the door, shaking her head, and she couldn't. She could barely could talk, and she'd say, "No work." And I said, "I'm sorry, but I have to go. No work." And you know, isn't that heart wrenching when you got to go through something like that? So what I'm saying uh, when it gets down to it here, people, uh, yes, we miss work. Yes, we miss money. Not so much work. We miss money. And, uh, you know, but this can be kind of a gift to you. I mean, uh, you get to spend more quality time with your family. Uh, And like I was saying in a previous podcast, if you live far away from your family, you Get on FaceTime, get on, uh, do, or just call them on the phone. Something simple because you have that time now because your family, they might work during the day. You work at night. Your, uh, your hours are different in many ways, shapes and forms. But now since we can't go out, we can't really do a whole lot. We can still spend money kind of, um, we're not, spoiling ourselves uh, as much as we normally would. Uh, Take this time and enjoy being with your family because work isn't going to get in the way of your family. You have no excuses now. You can uh, call your mother. You can call your father. Call your brother, sister, uh, cousin. Because you can call that person that owes you money. Or hell, just show up on their front doorstep because odds are they're going to be home. You know, that that's really important. So keep that all in mind. I mean, this this isn't your bartender being preachy. This is your bartender just reminding you that things could be worse. I was about to say things aren't that bad. I had a hard time saying that, but it could be worse. Where we have no communication with anybody whatsoever. Uh. In you know, I do. My heart does go out to those people that uh, uh, lost somebody because of this virus and because 
of the quarantine, they weren't able to get near uh, their loved ones after they passed or while they were in the hospital getting treated. Uh, I, I, I feel really, really sorry for them. And uh, because that is, that sounds like a horrible way to have to continue living or to finish. Uh, I just, uh, I having a hard time fathoming that experience, but remember everybody, you got to stay strong. And, uh, yes, there in my experience as a bartender, I have gone through emotional moments with people, uh, people that just lost a loved one. And so I take the time I'll sit and try to cheer them up. Not too hard. Uh, I'll, because if you try to go in like a circus clown, they end up hating you more. Um, I have gone through tragedies with people. I have gone through uh, s- scary, scary moments. Well, 9-11 uh, is a huge example because uh, I realized that night that I was bartending that the bar, the bartender is the person that has to maintain, has to keep a cool head so that everybody else is encouraged to maintain and keep a cool head. Put on some good music, people. Uh, let's have a toast to our fallen heroes, and you know, you know, and you know, things like that can cheer uh, cheer people up, get more people in a more relaxed mindset, and uh, you know, because that's where you come into the bars to not necessarily drink yourself into oblivion to forget your problems, because that doesn't work very often but just to relax a little bit and be near friends and that's when the bartender has has to be friendly we don't have to be friendly all the time but uh those uh those moments are the real moments where you have to kind of be uh that one person that calms everybody else down that's the only thing i way i can describe it so people like i was uh just saying Take these free moments that uh, that you have. Sure, financially, you're getting murdered, but you're getting also the gift of being around your family. And uh, as a bartender server, that those moments where you can spend time with your family, they are truly a treasure just because you got to work weekends, your kids... Uh, you miss kids' soccer games. You miss baseball games, uh, uh, and you work nights, and so you can't do their your home their homework with them. Uh, it's there's a lot of things that you miss out on. If you don't think so, just wait a wait a little while. It'll come up. So, uh, all the bartenders out there, all all the people that I consider friends, which is pretty much anybody who listens to my podcast, take the time, call your family. Cuddle with your significant other. Cuddle with your dog. Don't care. But just do something. Uh, and because these are uh, these are precious moments at this point. Uh, and also, you know, send out a virtual fist bump. You remember me talking about that in the last uh, in the last podcast? I put out a picture on Instagram of me 
doing what I thought was the goofiest idea ever. I just wanted to see where it would go of me putting my fist out and sending a virtual fist bump to everybody, the front lines, the people stuck at home and just in showing solidarity. And, uh, I've been getting more likes than I have ever gotten before ever on Instagram because of it. And it's an, uh, I'm flattered. I'm honored. You guys are awesome. And, you know, do the same thing. Send out a virtual fist bump, you know, just to remind all your friends and family. Uh, excuse me. I'm not going to edit that out. I'll remind all your friends and family that um, you're there and you're you're happy. You're there to help them. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry to get a little preachy on this podcast here, people. Hey, I got an idea. Let's listen to some music. This band hails from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, from their album, Love Like Machines, here are the heavy eyes with their single, The Profession. <laughs>
Once again, from Nashville, Tennessee, that was the Heavy Eyes with their single, The Profession. If you want to find out more about uh, the Heavy Eyes, head on over to bandcamp.com. You can find out all their info, who's in the band, how to contact them, where they're playing next. Uh, I'm sure those dates that they have on there for their upcoming shows are a little tentative at this point, but everybody keep your fingers crossed that we can start going out and enjoying some good music and hanging out at our favorite bars again. Um, to close out the show, people, I just want to remind you all, just remember your, uh, this chance you get to spend time with your family is a gift, uh, because we got to work, uh, you know, missing a day could, uh, completely ruin your financial status. So take this time, enjoy it. And, you know, we'll get out of the, out of this eventually. So anyway, Last call, people. So, yeah, it is last call. Once again, I'd like to thank the Heavy Eyes for letting me use their single, The Profession. I'd uh, like to thank Laura Hope and the Arctones for not yelling at me yet for using their uh, song, Dr. Bartender, for my theme song. I'd uh, like to thank all the listeners out there. I'd like to thank every single one of you people who liked the virtual fist bump. That makes me feel really good. And uh, all the people that are participating in the virtual fist bump, uh, if get on uh, get on Instagram or Facebook, I'm encouraging everybody to do this. Show your solidarity to everybody that's uh, having a hard time right now, uh, maybe a little scared or just bored, uh, and send out a virtual fist bump to everybody out there, and uh, show your solidarity and your support for uh, all your all the people. Uh, at the grocery stores, at the hospitals, uh, at the power company, uh, uh, retailers, uh, the people just sitting at home. And, you know, we all could use it. And uh, until we can turn this virtual fist bump into a real-life hug, that's what we got, people. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Remember, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Hey Bartender Podcast, Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter once in a while, Hey Bartender PO1. Uh, and, you know, I, I looked at TikTok, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do anything on that, so I won't be there. So, uh, as usual, everybody, thank you for listening, and remember, stay safe Wear your masks if you have to. Uh, wash your hands uh, and don't get sick. Uh, you know that's not going to help cure anybody. But that's just Hey Bartender Podcast in uh, sending out a hope to everybody that you don't get sick. And as usual, I want you all to remember Hey Bartender Podcast sends to you directly. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. Felt so good I had to blow up.